everybody. We are back with season two, better than ever. But you know one thing that hasn't changed? We're still using Anchor. She is so fun. She's free. She's easy to use. You can record, edit, collaborate, and distribute all of your podcasts through her. So, you know, when you got a good thing going, (laughs) you don't give it up. If you're thinking about making a podcast, I know some of you are. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, I know it's late, but can you talk? Two in the Morning is an original podcast where we unabashedly explore the questions that are keeping all of us up at night. Me, Mia Brabham, and my best friend, Michael Galfetti, are two 20-somethings who've been coming together for eight years with hilarious, sometimes deep, and always honest, infinitely dimensional questions about life. Now, we're doing it with all of you. Each week, we'll both prepare a question, something we've been thinking about all week, all month, maybe even all year, and we'll talk through it. We've learned that it's not always about the answers, but sometimes just about the comfort of conversation. News? Not exactly. Therapy? Maybe. Entertainment? On accident. It's two in the morning, and it's time to talk. Hello, sleepyheads. It's two in the morning, and I just bought a ticket to Los Angeles. Yes, we did! (laughs) What are you going to do? Oh, you know, I'm just going to wander around Hollywood Hills until I run into Dan Levy and start my life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but it was not that. And it made me way happier than what any other answer would have been. (laughs) Yes. Okay. You and Dan Levy would actually love each other, though. It's time. I mean, he doesn't know about me yet, which is the only reason we aren't together. So I literally just have to make that connection. And then I'm saying like my life will start. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. Wow. That's so perfect. Would you say that he is your celebrity crush? Yeah, for sure. Like I want that on the record. Dan, if you're out there, if you're listening, come find me like wherever you want to be. I'm obsessed with that. Then we can both have Dan's and it'll be perfect. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so cute. Yeah, Dan and Dan squared. I have a my two best friends are both dating Jordans, and it's Jordan and Jordy. We can be Dan, Dan, Dan Levy. We have to call Dan Levy by his full name. We can never call him Dan. That's weird. It yeah. has to be Dan Levy. Yeah. Well, agree. This is gonna be so funny when, like, in <laughs> a year, when you run after you run into him, it'll be your year anniversary after you go to LA, mm-hmm. and then we'll be talking about yeah. the podcast, and we'll be like. <laughs> Dan Levy, come on. Come on to the show. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we can have him as – he'll be, like, a guest. Yeah, he'll be a guest every time. Honestly, he'll just take my spot, and I'm okay with it. It was short-lived, but it was a beautiful time. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, you could be, like, was replaced by Dan Levy. Like, put it on your resume. Honestly, that is a bullet point. That that bullet point speaks for itself. Honestly, put it on my, my tombstone, too. Like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought we'd have a whole open about Dan Levy, but I love it. I think my celebrity crush, you know, I go back and forth, but I, I feel like it has to be Chris Evans. But is that basic of me? I, Based on your reaction, honestly, yes. This is, no, this is going to be bad because I can't. There are too many Chris's. I can't keep you don't them know straight. Who Chris like, Evans I have to is? Google. I Google every time because I don't know the difference. I think Chris Pratt is the one who has like the weird religion, so we don't stand. But Chris Evans is which one? America's ass. (laughs) 
The world is a very scary place, but it's a way less scary together. It's two in the morning, and, and it's time. It's to time talk. to talk. Well, this is woof. Woof. It's a heavy one this week. Are you ready? Woof. Um. Honestly, I don't mm. know if my if, if this will be great or awful because I'm delusional. Give it to me. Okay, here we go. I was talking to my friend the other day, like about the shitstorm that has been 2020, um, and she said, in very 2020 parlance, it was RGB for me, as far as like her breaking point. Like she was done. She can't deal with anything else happening. She needs to like disconnect. Um, and just kind of take care of herself at that point. And I was wondering, like, did you have a similar moment this year? And, like, what has been the process of recovering from that? Ooh. This is good. Um, <laughs> our slogan that we can't stop saying. It's so interesting. My first reaction to that was, first I'm going to talk about that. It's very interesting. Because I was like, that was your breaking point? Like, that was that was a very late breaking point to me. Like, it's just interesting what mm-hmm. each person's breaking point is. And by RBG, I was already broken. And that was just like, yep. at that point, I threw my hands up in the air and was just like, what else? Like, I was already past the point. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like I had so many this year right um i think after george floyd's death it was definitely my lowest point of the year but I, I don't know if it was my breaking point it was the lowest like i it was hard for me to get out of bed honestly for two weeks um i was launching my book at the time and it was crazy i was on a team it's like six women on this team who are incredible and my friend shakina who was on my team um she, me and her are the only black people on the team. And, um, we would literally call each other and just like cry between meetings. <laughs> she's much stronger than I, than I was, but I would just like call her and be like, I don't know if we can do this anymore. And she's like, we have to, like, yeah, have to have something to do and look forward to like, but I think that was the lowest point. And looking back, I would say that's my breaking point, but it wasn't, that was almost the tipping point. I, I keep thinking back to the day Chadwick Boseman died. For me, that was just, it, it almost seems unrelated to everything happening in 2020 that makes 2020 so shitty because it could have happened like in any year because his death was unrelated to COVID, to um, yeah. a, a police uh, brutality or um, a white supremacist killing someone. Um, he had cancer. And I, when I went online and saw that, it, it it broke something in me. I, I didn't get on Twitter or Instagram, I think, for a week and a half. And I – the tributes were so beautiful, but it was just almost too emotionally heavy. That's interesting. That's not what I would have expected, mm-hmm. the Chadwick Boseman, but it's Weird. a really good point. Yeah. What about you? What, what, wait, yeah. what did you expect me to say? And then tell me what you um, Well, we definitely met and talked around George Floyd. We, like, went to protests together. Um, so I knew that that was an important moment. And then also we both have taken kind of like social media breaks at points in 2020, which 
is something I've never done before. Like I felt like before this, my relationship to social media was pretty healthy <laughs> and I w- it wouldn't have been something that I would have been like, oh, I need a break from this. Mm. Um, so yeah, I wasn't sure exactly what moment it was going to be, but uh, those are the things that I knew mm. um, going in. But I didn't know about Chadwick Boseman that you were having such a tough time that day. Yeah, it was weird. And like, did anyone reach out? Like, it, I feel like it wasn't like a, like during George Floyd, everyone reached out and it was like kind of part of the problem. <laughs> oh, so many people. And I think back to it now and I'm like, it was actually really helpful and sweet in a lot of ways. But I think the damaging part is the people who I haven't heard from since and hadn't heard from mm-hmm. before. And it's like, oh, I only matter at this point in time to you. Um Yeah. That's I don't sucks. let it it doesn't keep me from sleeping at night but um <laughs> I just I think I find I think about it time to time and I find it very interesting I try to be curious and observant about it rather than in my feels about it um but yeah I don't know do you feel that way sometimes I feel like our breaking point is the least expected thing because mm-hmm. you don't expect it and it just it crushes we prepare you. for some of these things yeah. right yeah you like emotionally prepare. Like, I think it was really sad and I had to spend some time dealing with just the amount of loss and like looking at the photos coming out of New York of the mass graves that we were building. Mm-hmm. Like that was dark. Yeah. And just, I still think despite some of the reporting that's going on, we are missing the story of COVID with just how many people are gone yeah. and not here anymore. And like whole families, like the way this disease works to just like, I was saw on the news the other day, this man lost seven family members. Like that is, you know, just something we have not dealt with and processed. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, but we had time to, and we still have time to hear that story, to process it. And we have a way of understanding it. Um, I think like a 30 year old dying from cancer is just something that we don't, um, we don't account for. And so, yeah, I totally get what you're saying on, it came out of the blue and then, you know, we were just expected to keep going on with our lives, like everything else that has been the toughest challenge of 2020 is like, oh yeah, you still have to wake up and Mm -hmm. go to work and pay your rent and like do all the things. And I'm like, (laughs) is rent free this month? Someone help. please (laughs) um because it's been crushing it's been such a crushing year that is so true um I had two separate friends who lived in New York tell me and both of them don't know each other and when I asked them the first thing they talked about were the mass graves and seeing them set up morgues outside and having to walk to work past that is it's traumatizing I mean I we shouldn't have, we to, shouldn't do that. have yeah. to do that. And I can't believe it's even gotten to this point. Like it's that, I mean, that begs another question, which we won't go into this episode, but it's kind of just like, what do we sit with and process and have time to collectively grieve and set aside time for that? Mm-hmm. And what do we have to push past to keep our sanity? There was also another moment when I went home, we moved out of my childhood house this summer. So I went back to help my parents pack everything up. And my dad was going through a box and he, um, dark, he um, found a newspaper clipping of one of his childhood friends who was killed by police brutality because he's from Brooklyn. Wow. 
And I was like, we don't have to talk about this dad. And he was like, I mean, it is what it is, like, which is so awful. But I mean, I think there's a lot to say. And I think um, black and brown people will relate to this. Like our parents are so desensitized because this has happened to them so much. Um, And that's another thing. I mean, this has gotten way off topic. Sorry. But yeah, it's just insane. Like, what do we collectively grieve? What do we move past? What do we say? No, we need a moment for this. Yeah. And what's the right that balance is going to look different for everyone's circumstance. And that's what makes it so hard for like, you know, companies and everyone is trying to get in on this moment and they're, they're trying to do better, but I mean, you know, are you willing to give your employees Mm -hmm. the time and space that they need to like process this and come to work as their full selves instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, showing up to work as a zombie or, whatever. And I do think there's such a generational component to it because staying outraged is like really probably not the best place to be. True, Um, But you need time to move through those emotions and come to an understanding of like, you know, it's a system and we have to hold people accountable, but we also need to preach love and it takes so much time. I think it's important to feel it each every time you get an opportunity to. Um, but it really can be overwhelming and you have to protect yourself. So like I know for me, I read a lot of news, but like I will skip, a, you know, a news article that I know is going to be tough to handle or like require emotional labor um, and come back to it later. I always have too many tabs open on every single one of my devices. Don't at me. <laughs> um, you read everything. <laughs> um, yeah, but you have to, you know, find time and space. But I really control it. So, like, I don't have any push notifications. Like, nothing gets to me. I go and find stuff when I'm ready and in my time. Um, because, I, yeah, that stuff is, like, traumatic i can't have it like coming at me in the middle of dinner or something like that i need to be and set aside the time for it that's very true set aside the time to seek it out i don't do push notifications either my world and this is also why i won't get an apple watch because i'm like i don't need more notifications in my life it just seems insane um maybe one day um okay after this break we will get to my question for you this week hope you're ready I know all Michael and I do on this podcast is give away our deepest, darkest thoughts and secrets, but I have just one more for you today. My favorite thing ever is greeting cards. If you know me, you know that I'll find them in stores and I'll send them to you for absolutely no reason because that's fun. That's why I fell absolutely in love head over heels with a store called Kay and Capri. A friend from college named Rachel, who is an extremely talented illustrator, started this really cool online shop with hilarious cards, watercolor prints, Lizzo lyric embroidered hoops, and way more. My favorite is clearly the Schitt's Creek card of David and the Bridesmaid's movie card of Maya Rudolph pooping in the street because Maya Rudolph. She has really cute boho fiber earrings because you know I love earrings, so got to shout that out. To get your bridesmaids, friends, or family a card or a gift, go to Etsy.com slash shop slash K and Capri and use the code 2 in the morning for 15% off. Again, that's Etsy.com slash shop slash K-A-Y in Capri with the code number 2 in the morning. All right, my question for this week. Um, I feel like we've maybe touched on this 
in a few different ways, but I think it's really important to just ask it outright. Um, do you think you can be friends with someone you fundamentally disagree with? And do you think it's okay to just never bring up anything you know you might disagree on and still be friends with the person to kind of maintain that um, level of friendship with them? So this is interesting. I think that you can, um, but is it healthy? Is it nurturing you? Is it the right choice? Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I think no, actually, because... <laughs> I love this. This is my favorite moment, honestly, so far, because like, this is why we do this. Like, You have to be able to ask a question and think through it and be like, I think this, but actually now that I'm saying it, no. Like, no. No. Well, you can like that. I just want to acknowledge that like there are time situation scenarios where you have to, you know, pretend or do what's right or make amends or whatever. Like, and I'm thinking specifically maybe like around family or something like that. Um, but I mean, family, friends, chosen family, it's all kind of running together these days. Um, and the world is scary without mm. support systems. So I'm not going to tell someone to like blow up their support systems and the structures that are there for them um, without having accessible resources or somewhere else to go. Yeah. Um, because I really want y'all to be cared for and you need someone who will listen and talk. And that is so important. Like truly do not try to work through this shitstorm that has been 2020 slash everything that's led up to this they're all connected um yeah. alone you can't do it um wow <laughs> i just got really emotional i didn't mean to holy crap what's why? triggering this why oh my is goodness. this happening to me i'm leaking <laughs> have you seen aquamarine no <laughs> um okay i'm pulling it together you gave a really good perspective and i was just thinking through it just now too and i'm thinking it's really hard because friendship is not as much as you can have a friend who has the same values as you it's really based on a relationship and a bond over time and special moments you've shared and memories which is separate from values. I think you can have a deeper friendship when you have the same values. But I think you can still want to be friends with someone, um, but not have a relationship with them. Because I think a friendship and a relationship is very different. And I think your relationship can change. Yeah. But maybe your friendship doesn't. And maybe that's the hardest part of it. Because you just like have to cut them out. Um. Yeah, this, uh, I did not expect to have this reaction when I wrote this at all, because I'm just thinking about it. I, uh, there was a situation this year where someone who was a really good friend, I didn't realize we um, disagreed on something that's really, really important. I'm just going to be honest. I feel like this maybe across the life of this podcast will become a little easier because I'm never afraid to get vulnerable. You know this about me. 
I'll tell any story about my life um, mm-hmm. and nothing's personal. Everybody's a friend. Every stranger's a friend. And I think we can all learn from each other's stories, but it is weird for some reason on this platform because I don't want to come across as like dragging anyone or, you know, telling someone's stories. But I mean, it's tough. It's tough to find that balance. But I feel like I've been struggling with this question personally because I had a friend who was a friend for a very long time and we went through a lot of uh, life together and they were someone I considered very close. But it's embarrassing because I never know they felt a certain way about one very important thing. And there, you've probably seen the meme a lot online about how we can be friends that disagree about like ketchup versus mustard, but we can't disagree about fundamental human rights. And so I had to basically be like, I had no idea you felt this way. And we can't, like, Mm -hmm. I love you so much and nothing's going to change that. But we can't, like, I can't associate with you because that is just awful. Like, how can you continue a relationship? You can have a friendship with someone, but how can you continue a relationship when someone believes something so fundamentally different than you? Because other friends may fall within that Mm -hmm. category. What is that saying to them? What is that saying about you if you pardon or excuse certain behavior but doesn't change how you feel about the person which Mm -hmm. is kind of how it's funny because it's almost like heartbreak but friendship because you can still love someone after you break up with them um but yeah that doesn't change how like all the amazing memories you shared but also is that person the person you thought they were and then it's like a little bit of embarrassment because you're like how did i not know this about you but this time is bringing mm. that up for a lot of people. I think it makes sense to put it back in that family context because I feel like just the generational divide, like you're always going to disagree. Like, mm. um, But you still have to see that person. They're still going to be around. And you're not necessarily, you know, you don't call, many people don't call their families friends. But like, I think the way to be friends with that person, continue to be friends with that person and in an authentic way requires more energy and output and emotional labor from you. Like you have to stand your ground, like when these issues come up and you have to say something and you have to um, continue to navigate, it adds like an extra layer on top of the friendship Mm -hmm. of like, not I'm trying to change your opinion, but I'm trying to be authentic to myself and show up in spaces and ways the way I know I need to, yeah. to feel, to sleep, to feel good about myself at mm-hmm. night. Um, and so that's kind of how I think about it. But I recently just moved because, and I moved basically, like it's pretty much the same, um, but I wanted to live with people who were closer to my values. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just think that sharing space, because when I was coming home to a space that it didn't feel very like Mm. welcoming and didn't feel very like supportive, that was draining me and wasn't allowing me to like fully recover and go back into the world or the workday or whatever with all of the kind of like energy I needed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's really draining that kind of friendship where you're always kind of working or fighting and it's really hard to agree to disagree like the polite way um, when it's something that you feel so strongly about. Um, 
And I know I sometimes get that like my heart rate is going up and my voice is starting <sighs> to crack because I care so much about this. And like some things are not just conversations or issues. Like we're not talking about tax policy, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard when it comes to someone else's life and mm-hmm. their uh, state of being and who they are. The listeners need to go back and listen because we've covered cutting people out <laughs> and the world needs to know how I feel on it. That's true. <laughs> Cut them out. What did you say? Cut Never look out. your enemies in the eye. <laughs> yes, it's powerful. I'm telling you. We love that. <laughs> yes. Amazing. If you like what you hear so far, there's more where this came from. Subscribe so you never, ever miss an episode and you always know what's next. Believe me, we only get crazier and we're not getting any younger. If you are currently dealing with this, like we're not therapists, but feel free to get in the DMs yeah. and we would love Cry to, together. you know, just talk. Yes, literally. We're here for you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for staying up with us. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to join the Two in the Morning gang. Rate it five stars, or if you're feeling really nice, leave us a review and share this episode with just one person you know. And if you have any leftover coffee money this week, consider donating to us on Cash App at Two in the Morning Pod. Each month, we donate to a new organization or cause we believe in, and this month, we're donating half of all proceeds to the NDN Collective, an indigenous-led organization dedicated to building indigenous power. You can hang out with me on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia and on Instagram at Yours Truly Mia. And you can say hi to me on Twitter and Instagram at SpaghettiGalfetti with one T. And thanks for hanging out with us. Now go get some sleep and see you next Sunday. Two in the Morning is a podcast produced by Jamila White and Bia Kasanga. Music by Brian Kim. Cover art by Madeline Younger. Subscribe for new episodes every Sunday. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.